Hi there, everybody. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather. And boy, do we have a lot of weather to talk about today on this Current Events Monday. Also, from time to time, earth science, science, and periodically, things that are completely off topic and that I find interesting And I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm a senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television, Cleveland, Ohio. And this is episode number 148 for Monday, February 1st. I almost said January. February 1st, 2021. And thus far, I have yet to revert back to the old year probably for very good reason. I think a lot of people would like to kind of put 2020 behind us, even though, yep, there were some good things that I'm sure happened in 2020. I do like to focus on the positive. Uh, Yet, uh, there were few and far between compared to uh, some of the uh, other elements of 2020. So, 2021 is uh, not a year that I have slipped up on yet, but uh, I just did on the month. January was a good month. February will be an active weather month, without a doubt, and uh, we'll get into some of the current conditions, what's going on here in just a second. I am going to start off the podcast today, first of all, thanking everybody for the over 31,000 downloads and listens since season two began roughly about a year and a half ago. And we're 148 episodes into this season and in this redo. And even within the last month, we kind of restructured things so that on Mondays we cover current conditions. On Wednesdays, we do a science topic or a weather topic, sometimes which is related to current events, like was the case, I think, last week. And on Friday, uh, it's Open Line Friday. I give uh, you the opportunity to drive the boat, so to speak, and to ask questions. Uh, And periodically, I will have uh, people on that... uh, may or may not have a weather involvement. Sometimes they're just interesting people that I like talking to, like Gunnar Gunnarsson and Jon Jonsson uh, from Iceland back uh, in December. So uh, thank you so much for all of those wonderful downloads. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to Weather Jazz. I'm very encouraged. Uh, however, I would like to remind you right up top that I am looking for your partnership and your support if you are so inclined and you can start as little as 99 cents a month i think is the first choice and that is very cool just the very fact that you would take the time to do that would encourage me to continue to press forward Yes, I do need that encouragement, as well as your questions on uh, my uh, Twitter page and the Facebook page as well. So, again, if you would like to participate, I'd love to add your name to that list. And off the very top, I'm going to mention the supporters, Christine Barnes in Ohio, Bill Martin in Florida, 
many of you know who Bill Martin is, and Andrea Rich from Tennessee. Again, uh, I'd like to add your name to that. So uh, consider becoming that monthly Weather Jazz supporter. You're going to find the link at the bottom of every episode at weatherjazz.com. Just follow the link, and uh, it'll take you right to where you need to go. So again, thank you so much. Let's talk about the blizzard, which is going on right now in New York City. This is a uh, an interesting low-pressure system. And if you go to weatherjazz.com, the show notes on episode number 148, you're going to see a radar loop, which begins yesterday, uh, right about 10 o'clock in the evening. That would be Sunday at 10 p.m. to the current, which is about 2 p.m. here Monday afternoon. And you will see what is known as bombogenesis. Now, those of you that... uh, Uh, have heard this maybe only for the first time in the last couple of years, let me assure you, that term has been around for decades. It was around when I was in college uh, for meteorology back in the 1970s at Linden State College, now the uh, University of Northern Vermont at Linden. They've got a great uh, meteorology program for those interested in uh, going to school for meteorology, and they have a television station on campus, in fact, an award-winning one, and a great uh, program for a lot of the meteorology students to get involved and to do weather forecast. If If your thing is to get into media or television, meteorology, uh, media meteorology really changing uh, in the last five or so years, but it's an exciting change as long as you uh, keep up with the technology. But that's that's another side note, and maybe we can get somebody on from the University of uh, Northern Vermont at Linden to be on uh, Weather Jazz with us at some point to talk about the program. But uh, at any rate, back when I was a meteorology student, and that career for me, 1977 to 1981. I graduated in May of 1981. And in that time period, we heard about bombogenesis all the time. But that was kind of a meteorology nerd kind of a uh, uh, of a term that we tossed around the weather office. And it really started back in the 50s and 60s and kind of solidified, gained ground in the 1970s. In fact, uh, my meteorology professor, Dr. Joe DeLeo, invited me to be a part of a paper that he was doing, and I did some of the research and as well as some of the graphics. I was good with graphics art at the time, and we studied bombogenesis. And one of the computer models at the time, the LFM, which um, LFM-2, really, it was a second generation, it had a problem with with uh, this bombogenesis that we kept seeing happening, but the models, the computer models, would never pick up on it. And the reason for that is that there was a lot of latent heat energy stored in the ocean. And when low-pressure systems exit the Ohio Valley like it did last night, and move into Delmarva and off the coast of uh, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, and hit that water, something very magical happens. This thing explodes. You can see that happening on the radar loop that I have stored on my show notes today. So go check that out. 
Now, that band of very, very heavy snow, which shows up as yellow, uh, has been pushing north. And really, for the first time in five years, New York City has exceeded the one-foot mark for accumulating snow. They've not seen a one-foot snowfall in over five years. And so uh, this will certainly uh, uh, go into the record books in that regard. And a lot of interior New Jersey, uh, we've seen reports of 20 uh, or more inches, now approaching two feet in some places. It wouldn't surprise me to see over two feet by the time all of this is said and done. Now, all of this happened well to our east and southeast. So the snow that we received here in northeast Ohio has been uh, extremely light, but it's been persistent. So we're seeing an inch, two, sometimes three, and a little bit more as you work south of uh, Wheeling, West Virginia, and down into southern Ohio. But uh, Really, the, the, the core of those, the, the heaviest snow right now is so far to the east that anything that is left over in Ohio should be fairly nominal in nature and should not be a big issue. But if you're traveling, for those of you traveling to New York City, flying to Boston, Providence, uh, boy, it is going to be uh, an interesting time trying to get from point A to point B, without a doubt. This area of low pressure, by the way, um, is not particularly intense as far as East Coast storms go. However, the right combination of wind, moisture field, and proximity to the cold air to the north has pretty much led to an ideal situation for very heavy snowfall from just west of Boston through central New England, through uh, Connecticut, down to New York City, and down into northern half of, of um, New Jersey, as well as extreme eastern uh, Pennsylvania. So this is just the first uh, of these systems. If you recall, <clears throat> back a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the panhandle hook uh, type pattern that was developing and uh, that was the focus of one of the weather jazzes uh, recently we talked about how the panhandle hooks can have different varieties or different flavors for ohio that is and if they go west that uh, puts us into snow changing terrain or just plain old rain if it goes way south it keeps us in the snow if it goes too far south it keeps us in the flurries or very light snow that's the case that we were in on sunday if you're in the sweet spot for northeast Ohio, you can get very heavy snow and then lake effect behind it. Now, this is not the one uh, that produces the heavy snow for us. That was to the east. However, there's another system showing up on the computer models uh, that uh, basically is in response to some very, very cold air which is getting forced out of the Arctic and forced to move south, it's going to be arriving this weekend. And when it does, we're looking at high temperatures that may stay in the, the low teens for highs. And that will also continuing, continue to accelerate the rate at which we see Lake Erie ice over. We're starting to see a lot of ice beginning to build up on uh, Lake Erie and all of the Great Lakes for that matter. So that will accelerate that particular aspect of uh, the, the weather. Because after all, Lake Erie and all the Great Lakes will influence our weather. 
if Lake Erie completely freezes over, that removes lake effect out of the equation to a large degree. Uh, so we're going to watch that. But getting back to that very, very cold air outpouring, uh, at first it, it had been somewhat tenuous. Uh, the, the models were were hinting at it, but now more and more it is looking like it is going to be a pretty much a reality. Now, with low pressure coming up out of the south-central states, it looks like a similar low-pressure system will hit the coast next week, next weekend. And this one will be even more intense in terms of pressure, uh, the pressure falls and the barometer reading. Right now, the barometer reading on this one, uh, let, me, let me do a quick uh, little check. And I'll tell you that the barometer right now in Nantucket Island is 29.84. That's really not very, very low uh, as far as barometers go. That's just below 30 inches. But the one that will develop this coming weekend, the uh, weekend of February 7th, 8th, Super Bowl weekend, oh boy, it is, uh, if this verifies, and it is looking more and more likely that it will, we're looking at quite an intense a low-pressure system uh, that will be developing this weekend for especially the Northeast. Winds are pretty gusty, uh, but not super strong uh, in southern New England. They're out of the Northeast, gusting to 20 and 30 miles an hour. Uh, you know, as nor'easters go, that's fairly typical. But the one coming up this weekend uh, could uh, double those wind speeds along the East Coast. And uh, it really cause the barometers to go down much closer to just below 29 inches, uh, 28.8, 28.9 at the center. That's one of the computer model's guesstimates uh, for this system uh, next Saturday and or Sunday evening. So there you have it. Uh, the, the pattern continues. We're going to see a cold pattern continuing here in northeast Ohio. We're going to continue to see low-pressure systems ejected out of the Southern Plains states. And uh, again, Scott Sable always has a great podcast. Uh, not a podcast, but a, a great blog, a science blog that he posts to regularly and talks about that. And we're going to continue to see these low-pressure systems move along that track. Some will be very, very intense. Some will be moderate. Some may be weak, probably more on the moderate to strong side, especially here in the next couple of weeks. And just for those of you who are interested, especially for those of you who um, enjoy listening to uh, our forecast on Fox 8 here in Northeast Ohio and Cleveland, this Thursday at uh, 6 o'clock, we will do the rest of the winter forecast. In other words, we're going to fine-tune and tweak what we did back in late October. We'll see how well we did with that winter forecast and then we'll take that winter forecast and tweak it uh, so that as we enter into the last half of winter uh, hopefully uh, we'll give you a little better idea what to expect uh, not only in february but also uh, into march and april as we uh, look into march march flowers can't wait can't wait for all those lilacs to bloom my favorite scent of all scents well that about does it 
for this episode of Weather Jazz, episode uh, number 148. Again, show notes at weatherjazz.com if you want to check out some of those things that I have posted. And uh, coming up, uh, we'll be doing a science-type interview or a science-type topic Uh, that uh, perhaps even was prompted by some of you. Some of you have been starting to ask some science questions, and maybe we'll tackle one of those uh, coming up on Wednesday's edition. By the way, I am now on Reddit, and I will be posting in the weather sub uh, directory, I guess you call it. It's the r slash weather directory and hopefully answering some questions, but also opening up those doors to you, especially for those of you that uh, will be new to Weather Jazz as a result of seeing the posts on Reddit. So I'm trying to expand it as much as I can, and of course, you're a part of that equation too. I do ask you to please uh, tell your friends and share weatherjazz.com or the podcast app link uh, via your social media pages, email, and however else you may uh, do the uh, sharing thing, Instagram. There's a, just a bunch of them out there. Uh, we would certainly appreciate the share at any uh, rate. Have a wonderful day today. Stay safe. And if you're listening to us from New York City, Wow. Stay cozy. Grab a uh, a cup of hot chocolate or hot tea or whatever it is that you like watching the curls of steam off of and watch it snow like crazy. And uh, maybe drop me a line, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Let me know how it is going for you. We'll see you on Wednesday right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz Podcast.